welcome back to Rom Book Pod, inclusively yours, and season two, and we are starting it off with, well, continuing with our theme this month, which is Friends to Lovers, and I have my wonderful, fabulous co-host, Melinda. Hello. Hey, and with us, we have a fabulous, fabulous guest. We have Mina Wahid. Hi, Mina. Assalamu alaikum. <laughs> Hi. I'm just so glad that you, we're so, so glad that you're here. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. So I want to kind of dig into this trope of friends, of friends to lovers. And so I'm going to pose this question for, for all of us to have a discussion. What is it about this trope that, that makes it so, so different you know what 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 makes it so appealing and I'm gonna toss it to um, I'm gonna toss it to you first Melinda actually I like friends to lovers because it is comforting it is comforting because what is better than a friend like everybody loves that nice and comfortable friend but then you spice it up with some lovers like I don't know there's nothing better than that like a little friends to lovers and then you get that little spiciness at the I don't know I just it's so nice and comfortable yeah it's a very comforting it's a very comforting thing and how about you Mina I agree a lot with with my Linda said uh, because um it is very comforting to it's sort of like see this person you've known for a long time or like a, a brief time. It depends on the kind of friendship you've had to see them in a new, not not different light, but a new light. It's like, hmm, like it's, it feels very digging into something you already like and you just liking it more and more. And it's like a person. And I feel like it's just comforting. That's a great word, Melinda. Thank you so much for using it because I'm going to use it the entire time now. <laughs> <laughs> But what's better than that um, that moment that an author gives you, like when that light turns on, like that friends to lover light, when all of a sudden that light bulb, you know, when all of a sudden they get that, that moment when that light bulb goes from friends to lovers. Oh, it's so, it's beautiful. It's, it's gorgeous. Yeah, I agree. It's like, we know coming into the book that it's going to be friends to lovers. So we're like, ha ha, you're friends and you're going to kiss. And it's, like, <laughs> it's like we're reading it and we're like, ha ha, jokes on you. You're going to end up happily ever after together. And it's like we're excited for them, but they have no clue. The poor, poor bastards. They have no idea. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, no, it's okay. <laughs> you can say that. Uh, the poor bastards have no idea what's coming to them and we're just like <laughs> yes go on but then it happens to you in real life and you're like oh my god I'm the poor bastard ah! <laughs> like, so I, just to... <laughs> <laughs> I just want to talk about this for a second because um I feel like I feel like I'm on the opposite spectrum <laughs> here I love friends to lovers it is one of my favorite tropes but I love it I love it because out of uh, out of like all the guys that I've dated, there's only ever been one of them that I still was like, we started out as friends, we dated, we broke up, and then we were still able to be friends. And so I read the friends to lovers trope 
because I am definitely afraid that a friend is going to be like, you know, Mika, I like you a whole lot. And I'm just commitment phobic and will be like, no, we are keeping our friendship. You're going to keep it in your pants or not, but we're still going to be friends. And, and that's, and that's how it's going to work. And so, and so for me, it's just kind of like, oh, these are situations in this book where it actually where it actually is going to work out. And the beauty of this right now is that my window is open and someone was walking under it as I just yelled out of it, you're going to keep it in your pants. But I just, I just always, I would rather date a stranger because then someone that is not my friend, because then when, when we inevitably break up, I, inevitably, I, still, I, I know. <laughs> wow, you're so hopeful. Wow. <laughs> like it's inevitable. We are going to break up. We have, when we when we break up, I will have I will be able to be like, okay, well, you're not. We don't have to have a friend break up or anything like that. We we can just go on a merry ways, and hopefully, I can still talk to your moms because everyone's parents that I've ever. When I've ever dated someone, their parents have always been the great ones. And I've just wanted to be like, well, I don't like you, but can I just keep your mom? She's awesome. So, <laughs> oh, the moms I would love to keep through the through life. Like, yes. yeah, there are so many moms I miss right now because I've let go of those people in my life. I miss those moms, though. And they're cooking. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so that's my that's my that's my motto. Ditch the dude. Keep the mom. Um, <laughs> True, very true. Melinda had no idea I was so jaded. <laughs> um, no, I want to read those romances about Ditch the Dude. Falling in love with <laughs> Oh my God, where is that? Falling in love with my ex's mom coming yeah. to 2021. <laughs> Someone write this. <laughs> Maybe it should be my next sapphic romance. Falling in love with my ex's mom because she makes me good food. That, that's that's the tough one. Okay, yes. Lucia, I'm okay with this. I have zero issues with that. <laughs> I got one buyer already. Great. This is great news. Lucia, <laughs> I would walk into this podcast and come up with an idea for a book. <laughs> See, look at that. I I'm glad we could be a part of this. <laughs> You'll be in the acknowledgement. <laughs> <laughs> so, who's at what point when you're reading Friends to Lovers? How, like, is there a length of time that the friendship, like, that you find it sweeter? So do you find it sweeter if it's, like, you know, they've been friends since childhood? Or, you know, does the length of time at all matter to you? Or what do you need to see that makes it, that makes you believe that they will be able to move from one, you know, from one place to the other, starting out as friends and eventually ending up, like, as lovers? think it matters I think that Mika I would think that you are like some chemistry person because every time you have a conversation you have like this formula that you want and I'm like whatever the author wants I will read like I'm basically more like whatever works works like it's more like you know some mystery that is you know alchemical and it just whatever works I don't know it's just so mysterious it's <laughs> there should be a mystery unsolved romance to lovers what makes it work like I'm... <laughs> Other ideas... and I'm really ha- crappy at math so you know <laughs> oh, me too, me too. I'm so bad at math it's, it's, it's hilarious 
Do you have like some like specific formula that you like, Mika or well, Mina, either one of you? I'll let Mika go first because, you know, maybe you'll have some wisdom for us. I don't know if I have any wisdom, but (laughs) I, okay, I want, if I'm reading Friends to Lovers, I really need to be convinced of their friendship before there's, and it's not enough, it's not enough for me to read a book and it start out that we're just supposed to believe that they are friends. You know, I need, I need a little history there or something to submit in my mind that, that this would not absolutely would not have worked as like a one night stand book or, you know, as like a strangers meeting kind of book. But I really need to see some of that friendship in there and to see how their friendship functions before I can believe that they are going to, that they're friends enough to be able to move on to the lovers part. So I kind of think that like the child, the ones where they're friends since childhood seem to work especially well for me because you know, if you've been friends with someone since childhood, like they have seen all your shit. Like they, <laughs> they've seen you when you are great. They've seen you when you are not so great. And you've seen them at their best and at their worst. And a foundation like that and moving on like to adulthood and all of the things that happen when you're an adult and the different stages of your life. I just, I just really love like the childhood sweethearts, the childhood sweethearts one, because I just, I just like to see, you know, when they start sharing like childhood memories with each other, or maybe they both went through like something really difficult and they were both able to make it on the other side of that. You know, I, I just, I just like to see that foundation. That's really cute. Um, I've been trying, trying to think of what I like about friends to lovers. And when you mentioned about person knowing me from a long 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 time and I just thought that's not friends to lovers that's friends to enemies eventually because <laughs> I feel that person for knowing so much about me and also because like my friendships have always been a bit rocky um but I think what you what you said about that is very very true because now having that person who knows you so much can be so great but also like be very interesting like okay you've known them since you were kids but how will you in a relationship change or not change you how would you react with that kind of person how would the uh the main characters in a book deal with that I like that a lot I I also think I like friendships that start in the middle of like in the beginning of the book like they meet for the first time and they become friends and then because but that means a lot of slow burn like the book needs to be at least a three book series like the same couple in all books or at least for the book to be like really long and for the slow burn to be agonizingly slow like I think I need that personally because I I wouldn't buy it if as you said like they just met and like oh we're best friends and we're gonna date now I'd be like when did you become friends like it takes me three years minimum to call someone friend so I don't buy that wow look at that you (laughs) You just blew my mind. Mine too. Yeah. It's like it's very hard to admit that someone is a friend to me because first <laughs> this is gonna be too much information. Uh but like it's I feel like friendship itself is a very sensitive, important relationship in someone's life. Like I wouldn't let I wouldn't let anyone just call me their friend 
And I wouldn't call anyone my friend. Like, I have acquaintances, I have colleagues, I have even family members that are not my friends, you know? So, yeah. Um, and, and I think it plays a lot into what kind of, like, um, a, like a sexual identity the characters have. Like, sometimes I love reading friends to lovers if, like, there's an asexual character. Or if the character is exploring their attraction to people and they go to the person they trust the most their best friend or like someone who who they really like as a friend and it just hits me so hard when that thing happens when they're like I don't trust anyone but you I I wouldn't want to do anything but like with someone else like it's it just I'm just like oh okay I love this like yeah as I said that's it's, a it's, really good point though I hadn't thought about yeah. it like that that's a really good point yeah, like, um, because I'm I'm demisexual, and, like, it plays a lot into my own personal life, and in books, I'm always thinking about, okay, like, is it, how, how is their friendship going to change or not change, because sometimes there are a lot of just friends notions in books that I really don't care for, I want to say, because there's no things as just friends, and then there's no, like, more than friends, it's kind of, like, a bit insults me because like what do you mean friendship is not as important as relationships or romantic relationships because like sometimes friendship is even more important than a romantic relationship as Mika said earlier like I wouldn't want to lose a friend I would gladly lose his boyfriend or ex-girlfriend or whatever <laughs> keep, keep their yeah. mom and like <laughs> I would never ever lose a friend like that would be so heartbreaking it would be like a worse heartbreak than like a romantic heartbreak like yeah, yeah, I think we're all on the same page with that. I completely yeah. agree with that. Like, friend, friendship breakups are the worst. And I would do anything to, to, like, have my friends around. But if it was, like, a romantic situation, I'd be like, okay, I guess this is the end. We disagree on all your Oreo flavors, so this is the <laughs> end. Goodbye. Blocked. <laughs> Not blocked. <laughs> Actually, I'm very, I'm very casual with the block. I'm like, no offense, but... You you hate mustard, so bye. You hate pickles, so bye. <laughs> well, having blocked someone over over um a Beyonce over how they felt about Beyonce, Beyonce is totally important. Totally important. If their opinion on Beyonce is the slightest bit weird or like you know, some people come off as disrespectful towards Beyonce. I'm just like, oh, you did not just say that. Goodbye. Don't ever kiss is block. <laughs> <laughs> So my next question, this is so fun. <laughs> I love this so much. So my next question is um, just when you're reading, like when we're reading Friends to Lovers, is there something that clicks where you're like, oh, now they're, now it's all in place. You know, now they've moved from, from like the friend category to the lovers category, you know, like the, to the relationship, to the romantic relationship stage. Is there something... Is it like a scene or do you think that it tends to happen in your mind like more organically and where you're just reading and all of a sudden you could not think of, you know, you could not think of these protagonists as anything but being in a romantic relationship. So I hope that makes sense. I'm going to toss this at you first, Mina. Oh, me. Um. <laughs> Is there a moment where I think, oh, they're lovers? Um, I was thinking about the mom thing. I was like, oh, they met their, each other's parents. That's it. They're in for life. Um, uh, <laughs> yes. yes. 
I'm also I also think about like uh, sexual chemistry if if the if the book has it if, if the book has like you know that yeah. kind of tension. A lot of times with friends to lovers, you, when you say sexual chemistry, a lot of times it's like that moment when they like have that sexual chemistry and they're like, holy crap, they, yeah. they, they have that. And they're like, oh my God, I, I have that moment of seeing them as a sexual mm-hmm. being for that first time. And yeah. they're like, uh, oh my God, I can't believe that we're having this as opposed to <laughs> You know, I've always thought of this person as a friend, and now they're a sexual person, and oh, holy crap, we can't go back. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting to me, because I always, like, in my culture, we don't, like, we don't have physical contact with men. Most women don't have physical contact with women, with men. We hardly even talk to them alone, one-on-one. So I always think, like, when I had guy friends, I would think, hmm. Would I date this man? Like, it just, I don't even like, this person isn't my friend, but would I date him? I don't think think I've ever had that moment of like, oh, sexual chemistry happens between us. Because that that thing is just not part of the, part of the equation for me. Or like, I think for a lot of women here in the Middle East, like, like, I don't, I don't think we think with that kind of part of our body. Right. a different thing for for your culture yeah. then it would be a completely yeah. different aspect for you guys but, then. Like, but when I read western books like uh, American books or like British you know uh, what right, I mean, right. when I, there's always this moment of like they kiss whether it's like drunk or whether they did it on purpose or to like fool someone into thinking they're dating when they're not you know fake dating for life and I will, I will always go like wow they could do that wow you could kiss someone like your friend you're not scared at all of like ruining everything so like I like that moment when they like act on their um, attraction or a comfort maybe like this person that I really like like I wouldn't mind holding their hand for the rest of my life and I, I just love that I love when it's um, integrated into the story like I don't know how to explain it properly I'm not even doing a great job with this no, I just think that it's it's different for, you know, whatever culture that you come from. I think that we all relate to the books differently. And so I think that so whatever it would be for me and what I think uh, would be that moment would be different for what that moment would be for you. So I just think that's really interesting to look at it in a different way, which had not occurred to me before even though I read you know different um books from different cultures so that's really interesting to think about yeah like what's the moment that like hooks you onto the friends to lovers like is it like the first touch or like first kiss or even like meeting the parents or like cooking together oh my god I need to read a book like that I need it (laughs) I I love when they cook together it's the best oh gosh when they're just doing these tasks these different tasks together and they're um, just hungry for love <laughs> and they're just like so sweet yeah I love that yep, yep I'm I'm with that the thing for me I think is when when it really clicks in my head is I love it when people are protective of each other oh yeah and and when they show that when they show that side of that that protectiveness um you know I'm just like Yes, I'm sold. <laughs> like, just hook me up. Um, 
And when they're just doing like what we might consider as like mundane things together. So, you know, or going on, I, I really like books that feature friends going on dates together. And then, yeah. And then they're like, the light spilled over her hair. And all of a sudden it just wasn't just her hair. It was the embodiment of everything he ever wanted in his entire oh, life. You yes. Know? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Or, you know, like, when she heard him laugh, it wasn't just any old laugh. It was this roving, booming laugh that just wrapped around her senses and squeezed them tightly. And she was so happy about it. And, wow, I love him. I love him so write much. Write that book I'm right just now. like, okay. <laughs> write it. I demand you write it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I like to see them, like, just go. Um, and then when they're in that, like, slippery slide, that when they think that it can be controlled, like, oh, yeah. I can control my feelings. I'm good. I got this. All right. Go into a party. Doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Go into a party with my friend. Oh, damn. That, that <laughs> reminds me. to myself. <laughs> that reminds me. I really like um, situations with the family. Like, please come to me to this Thanksgiving dinner that I really would not like to go to alone. Like, they don't even want a big date or anything, but like, I'm bringing along this friend who everyone thinks I should date, but I don't personally think we should date because we're such good friends, and why would I want to ruin that friendship? Anyways, they go to the thing together, and, like, some rude aunt or uncle probably, you know, like, says something awful, and mm-hmm. uh, the the friend defends them, and, like, and I just let go of a sigh because, that is just the most beautiful thing ever. Someone defending my honor. Very medieval of me, but yes, I would love that. I would love that. I'm right there with you. For me, it could be a stranger. A stranger can come defend my honor, but then you have to leave. Like, take me with you because we're leaving. <laughs> we're leaving. I need, a, I, need, I need a way out so I don't have to call Uber to leave my family. And then, <laughs> um, and then I'm dumping you. All right, so <laughs> on to my next question. We're going to talk about some books. So I'm going to let our guests go first. Mina, what are some of your favorite Friends to Lovers books? I also love uh, Second Chance Friendship Robots. Like, does that make sense? Like, we were friends a long time ago. Something happened and we have to stop being friends. And then we reconnect in the future. But, like, we've always kind of, like, had romantic feelings for each other. But things stood in the way. And that book is, for me, is Wrong to Need You by Alicia Rye. Oh, exactly. That oh, is exactly that. Book oh my that god! I've been meaning to read this book. I know. Oh I my need god! To. Please <laughs> hang up right now. Okay, oh, it's So angsty and so good. It's so good. It's like I can't stop thinking about it. Good. It's like um, as I said, it's like second chance friendship romance. Friendship romance. Um, where they used to be friends, and then she marries his brother. And then the, not, it's not a spoiler to say the brother passes away. And then the Jackson, the, the guy, um, the hero, he has to go away for some personal reasons. I don't want to like talk too much because I don't remember that well. And because, um, yeah, anyway, so, and then Sadia, the, the heroine, has a lot of lingering feelings about that. Like there are some moments that I don't really want to talk about because it's just so good to read them between them. But it's like, 
their friendship to lovers is like decades old. It's like, yes, I've known you since you were young. I've loved you since you were young and we were young and they're similar ages. I think she's older than him too, yeah. And when they reconnect in the future or in the present time, it's just so good because you get to see them as like um, kind of like functioning adults or like, like they're, but there are still some things they need to learn about each other because of the whole gap in their life. Like I think it was like 10 years. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's soapy and angsty oh. and just, oh, so good. And mental health and, rep is really there's good. there's a scene in the car that I sweat about sometimes. Yeah, so it's very sexy. I think Alicia Rai did such an amazing job with the series that I think it's one of my all-time favorite romance series because it just has drama, has comedy. It has not a lot of comedy. It's not a rom-com. It's mostly like... But, like, yeah, this this book... Oh. It's excellent. That series, yeah, it's definitely, like, superb. All three books are excellent. Yeah, I, I just... That year of reading these books was, like, the best year. We'll never recover from that. Like, it was the, it was the greatest thing I've ever read. It kind of, like, hooked me on to Alicia Rai's um, writing and brand, basically. I just wanted... Yeah, more, more, please. Don't ever let me go. And, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I have another one. Similarly, I, I will die because I love this book so much. Wanna Bet by Talia Hibbert. I knew um, you were going to bring her up. <laughs> yes. How I knew you, you were going to bring her up because you love her so much. My and I brand, agree. My brand <laughs> is Talia Hibbert's lover. Yes. <laughs> if so if her boyfriend girl. allows, I will become her girlfriend in a second time. Okay, I can't. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> she, she knows this. I, I, <laughs> we DM. <laughs> That's such a great book, and if there was ever, I just need you to know that I'm, like, I never really, when I read books, I don't self-insert, like, you know, <laughs> sometimes people are like, who's, who, who, what, what character are you in a book, and I don't, I don't really do that, but yeah. if I were, I would definitely be Jasmine. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all would love to be Jasmine. Like, I definitely have her, like, commitment fears and her oh. like how she was like oh okay no I oh god you like me WTF <laughs> uh, personally I would love to be Rahul because Jasmine is such a catch I love her her brand of chaotic is just love to fall in love with that someday um so one of that is about two friends who have known each other for seven years um we all know this but like Dear listeners, if you, if this is the first time you you hear about Wanna Bet by Talia Hibbert, uh, go buy it. Uh, basically, uh, they meet they met seven years ago in, in university, and from the first meeting, which is told from Rahul's point of view, uh, he's always thought of Jasmine as a goddess. Basically, she is the she is the end game for him. She is the love of his life, but because. Uh, as Mika said, uh, J- Jasmine has a lot of commitment issues, which I think are resolved so beautifully in the book. I actually like cry thinking about that book sometimes. I'm just like, I love it so much. It's like, it's one of those books that gives the heroine so much space to change and like grow. And as a friend, Rahul's relationship with um, Jasmine. Some some people say they don't like friends to lovers because oh he's always looked at her as you know like a, a romantic uh, partner but that's not the case for Rahul because 
while he does think of her as a romantic, but then he he thinks literally like wants her in his life forever. And they have to cope with that. Like, how are your emotional and like pro- emotional problems are going to get in the way of us being together for, for life? Like friends and lovers. Like that should be the trope's name, friends and lovers. <laughs> so yeah, um, One of Beth is one of those books that explores friendship and romance so beautifully. And it's so, can I say the, the H word? Yes. I mean, go for it. It's so horny. <laughs> this book is so horny. You will become horny. And I, I'm sorry for that, but you will. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I, I am, I am pre-resolved Jasmine issues. <laughs> I'm pre-resolved commitment issues person. <laughs> but Jasmine does resolve them. And it takes yeah. a lot of, I like that book a lot because it, you know, I mean, I like romance in all of its forms, like even when it's like just super escapist and, you know, like the end doesn't, you know, you don't really have to do a whole lot of work to get to the end. Um, Like one kiss kind of resolves it. I like that. But what I really liked about this one is that they both had to do some work. Yes. And I love how Rahul's work is shown in flashbacks, like, but also like in the current timeline. But I feel like the, the current time, there there are two timelines, like the friendship beginnings and middle and like seven years worth of friendship. And then there's like the present where, you know, the plot happens, the their roommates and there's a lot of um, unresolved sexual tension and the um, the whole like uh, daddy mommy issues and they have they have the both like mommy issues he has daddy issues she has mommy issues uh it's like Rahul's progress was so impressive to me because it didn't like outshine Jasmine's like in a way some books focus so much on the hero's own change and development that I'm like okay but shouldn't he come as a fully formed perfect guy I don't care about that like, I want to see her flourish and be happy. I'm Amen. very biased. <laughs> very biased. In MF romances, I'm very biased towards uh, women. I'm just like, um... Same. Yeah, I'm just, yeah. Of course, that changes when I'm reading, like, trans women or, like, trans men. And I'm always in the side where, like, I'm, I'm very biased towards, like, characters. Like, if they're soft or if they're chaotic and they need my help, that's going to be my, my character. And Jasmine was definitely that. Oh, I love Rahul. I mean, I'm a... Can I say the S word? (laughs) (laughs) I'm a slut for Rahul. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, you cracked me up. (laughs) I'm sorry. I've been been practicing a lot of, like, can I say that word? (laughs) Some people don't, like, say words like that, which is shocking because I am a foul mouth. We, Anyways. we, we got you. We got you. Don't worry. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Melinda. Yes. I have some excellent recs here. So we did a not great job of introducing Mina in that she is also an author. And uh, I'm sorry. I'm terrible. No, no, no. I meant so. <laughs> I forgot to mention. So she wrote two deliciously soft books, the aptly named Soft on Soft and Graham's Delicacies. And Soft on Soft is about a queer as hell. Um, wait, no, Graham's Delica- Delicacies is about a queer as hell bakery. And thinking about it made me think of this other book. Um, because they're both about these like 
super soft. Oh my gosh. Mina's books are just really soft <laughs> and sweet. Like all of her characters are just soft. Like <laughs> they're just soft. Just and, here. Oh it's like gosh. getting a hug. Like, you know, like yes. that feeling oh. when you read something and it's like Mika, hot, drinking hot chocolate and getting a hug. I should they, copyright the word soft. That yes. would be the new Oh no. <laughs> yes. That, that would be the new drama. Yeah. Like yeah. some unknown Middle Eastern author wants us to stop using the word soft. And then everyone will write books with soft characters. And it I will win. I will be like a whole soft anthology coming out, you know? <laughs> I will win because psych, I wanted that. I want you all to stop writing your alpha males and give me some softer males, okay? <laughs> I I think we would all win there. I mean, come yeah, on. I know. I know. I feel like you owe me this. Everyone owes me a win. Yeah. <laughs> her characters are, yeah, her characters are just incredibly soft and they're like, uh, just a big hug. And soft on soft, she's got June and Selena who are just like, uh, just cuddly and they have the best cats and anxiety and uh, it's ridiculously great. And then in Graham's Delicacies, it's like there's these um, three couples and they're all just soft as hell, and I love it. But so Graham's Delicacies reminded me of this other book called Jericho Candelario's Gay Debut by R. Cooper because it's this um, queer uh, bakery, and it's just love that one. oh, it's so, it's just so soft. <laughs> I like I, that's just my word to describe certain books, and it's just. Jericho has like spent his whole life taking care of his family and is just this like great big teddy bear. And I just wanted to like give him a great big hug. Um, and he has this like super sweet, supportive teen niece who just really wants him to be happy. Oh. And then Lincoln has this bakery. Um, and Jericho, they've like known each other for a long time and they're friends. And it's super sweet to see their evolution from like friends to lovers. Like, Jericho just goes to, like, visit him at this bakery and doesn't, like, really know what he's doing. And it's just, ah, it's adorable. And they're both older, so they're, like, mid to late 30s, which I always love to see older characters. There's and also just... that representation that I really like in that book. Like, I think Jericho? Yeah. No, or is it, like, I'm No, really... no, it's Jericho. Jericho, yeah. I really like the fat representation in that book. It was it was very comforting. I love that. Yeah, it was very. I just loved it. It was one of the sweetest. Like, uh, it was adorable. So I definitely recommend that one. Super great. Um, friends to lovers. And then this fun. next. Oh, go ahead. Fun thing about uh, R. Cooper's writing is because that they kind of like inspired me to like write my slice of life books because. What. It's very hard for me to, like, come up with, like, beginning, middle, end, and, like, you know, dramatic breakup, and, because I, I love to read that, I just hate writing it, because I'm, I'm awful, uh, but I loved reading R. Cooper's uh, contemporary shorts, they're so delicious, it's, like, 100 pages, or even less, sometimes it's, like, 60 pages, and you're just, like, smacked in the face with how good it is, like, the writing is amazing, the characters are fully formed and like flawed and gorgeous and 
the way some scenes you just have to read it a hundred times to just like understand they went from talking to kissing and like falling in love with the prose itself i just i love r cooper's writing so much like every time they release a new contemporary i'm just like hi i would like to eat it is it i like slice of life a lot sometimes yeah me too when, I don't know that I've read a slice of life. I don't well, know that I've read a slice of life book. When it's when I'm overwhelmed with life, which is like all of 2020. I mean, um, <laughs> you have a slice of it. You just want a slice of it. I don't want the whole cake. Right. I. I mean, uh, that's all I want to do is just read just a slice of life of someone else's life, not mine. And cool. it's just I don't know. R. Cooper does a great job with it. I would highly recommend. I think you would really like it, Mika. I'm yeah, I would recommend this. other books by R. Cooper too. Like I liked uh, Hari Scotty and Mr. Porter. Um, <gasps> yes, I, I read that. that. It's not friends to lovers per se. They are, however, like members of the same community. Um, very good, very very good. I love that book. It's like one of my comfort reads. I read it whenever I'm sad, which is a lot. So yeah, I read the. I've read quite a few of theirs. Awesome. And Melinda, did you have any other ones? I have one other one that I absolutely have to recommend because holy crap. So Tracy mm-hmm. Livesey is just an author that I really like, but her next book, well, I think it just came out recently. This episode will be out in September. So yeah, it'll have just come out at the end of August. Um, like Lovers Do, it's her next book in her um, book two in her Girls Trip series. And this book, oh my gosh, I love it so much. Um, it features Nick and Ben. And this it's this group of women who, um, they've been friends since college, and they go on a trip every year. But Nick is this, like, ridiculously brilliant orthosurgeon in her final year of residency. Um, and she lives with her friend, Ben. And Ben is this, like, super rich he comes from this like super rich family and his family was like this like ridiculously um, rich family of doctors, but he didn't want anything to do with them because he was like grossed out by their behavior. So he's like, whatever. And he went into personal finance. So I don't know. The author just painted this like ridiculously wonderful picture of their friendship, like right at the beginning of their book. And like there's this perfect opening scene of their friendship where it establishes their relationship so well. Like she comes home from school and he had cooked dinner for them both. And it's like this super clear, but casual scene where it's clear that he like does this all the time. She comes home and they sit down and watch house hunters together. And it's such a beautifully put together scene that struck me because it was so like crystal clear how their friendship has been for like the last how like four years of her residency and like it just has stuck with me since I read this book because I was like it was such a perfect way to like show their friendship and like me Mina you were saying before like where they need to be like whether or not their friendship had been like established since they were children or whatever or where it should be like a three book series or whatever but like the way she managed to put that together and show their friendship in such a clear way it was it just really struck me oh 
The whole thing is beautiful. I love the book. It was perfect. It was, and she managed to make hammock sex. They had sex in hammock and it was hot. Like this whole book is perfect. I can't even, everyone needs to buy it. I'm gonna have to read that. I've 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 um heard I, I Tracy Lip say on a podcast and she was amazing. So um I know we're getting close to time, so I wanna throw in another quick title and then get our I know that you had a YouTuber that you wanted to mention, uh, Melinda. So this would not be a round book pod episode without without me giving a paranormal romance title. <laughs> And I can't remember the title, so it will definitely be in the show notes. Oh, gosh. And I'm sure that Melinda knows it. So I have to just bring up Nalini Singh again. And it's a short story in one of her anthologies. And it is with um, Stefan and Tazia. You know what I'm talking about? The one where they're like in the undersea station. And he's a tele, he has that thing where he blinks out of from one place to the other place. And they I've go topside. But I agree. <laughs> oh, it's wild. No, no, no. It's wild embrace. Oh, good. Okay. Thank you. And I, it's one of my favorites because it was one of those moments where I read, I read it and was like, okay, okay, okay. Oh, this is good. Loving this, loving this. Oh, shit. They love each other? You know? <laughs> and, and it, I just wasn't, it, it just eased so much into love that before I knew it, like, I was like, oh, yeah, I guess everything that they really did do was, was friendly, even if um, some, sometimes it was more of like a begrudging or I don't really understand you kind of friendship. I that kind of friendship. I, I actually wanted to like drop in a wreck that, that was like that, but. Like, so it, but it was just, it was just like. You know, I read it, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. 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 They they love each other. Oh, and they've been in love for a while. Where have I been? I've just been so (laughs) in the moment here. And, oh. And and then I read it again, like, oh, well, of course they love each other. You know? (laughs) I love that moment. So I just wanted to drop drop that in there, because I just feel like I I just need to find a paranormal romance title for literally every The title's actually Echo of Silence, and it's in the anthology Wild Embrace, just to clarify. All right. Got it open on Amazon here. (laughs) Yeah, I had to clarify. Thank you. And Melinda, do you have a shout out for this week? I do. So, and I know I've talked about Romance Class before, which is the awesome um, group on Twitter that is amazing, that does some, um, the writing out of, oh, the Philippines that we love. I love a ton of their titles, but they've been doing this amazing YouTube web series. I cannot get enough of them, and I highly recommend that people watch it because I think they're on like their fifth or sixth episode. I love it so much. It is called Hello Ever After, and I love it. It's on YouTube, and we'll put the link in the show notes. I just love it. It's so cute. Um, I think it's like a half hour per episode. But it's literally just the cutest thing. It, they've been producing it over, like, I think over the last six weeks or so. It's basically, um, like, two people 
in quarantine, like talking to each other on video screens, but they're produced by romance class. I cry at least once an episode because they're so sweet and I'm not a crier. Like they're just the cutest things ever. They're seriously getting me through. I love them so much. I highly recommend them. Um, I just love romance class. They're doing some great things, producing some great books and some great videos to get us through. That is so awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. I, what an action packed, laugh filled, book filled, fun filled episode, which I am almost thinking that we should just title it. Ditch the guy, keep the mom. Um, <laughs> 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 the guy, keep the mom. What a Mina, you, Mina, you are so fun and delightful. Thank you so much for being our guest and for talking about this trope with us. It's been a delight to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a good time. Honestly, I don't think I've laughed as much as I left in the past week, <laughs> as much as Aww. I have the past Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm so glad. And Melinda... Thank you. <laughs> you're awesome. As always, we're awesome. Oh, you're so fun. And um, and everyone, just keep listening in. We're going to be doing this friends to lovers trope, also known as unpacking Mika's dating issues. Uh, and, and we will, at least Melinda and I, will see you guys later on. So we'll see all of you later on. So thank you so, so much for tuning in. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of Rom Book Pod, inclusively yours. If you like weekly recommendations for inclusive romance, please take a moment to subscribe. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest at Rom Book Pod. That's R-O-M-B-K-P-O-D. Thank you for joining us, and until next time, happy reading.